0: uh speaking of giraffe holes um (laughs) welcome to behind the sins presented by cinema sins welcome to behind the sins your weekly look at all things cinema sins tv sins and commercial sins i'm your host aaron but not that aaron of course and this week i'm joined by cinema staff member horny ned flanders (laughs) is that my official name I think the people in Discord were trying to figure out, like, they for some reason want to call you Not Not That Aaron. But oh, like, okay. Horny Ned Flanders is what you've been called on the podcast before. So I figured it's, let's just go with that.
1: Well, I have a couple things here. First of all, it's it's not like I'm Not 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 That Aaron. So we can go with Not Not That Aaron. <laughs> but also, no one has ever called me Horny Ned Flanders. That is not they Horny Ned, have, No, no, no. Somebody has gotten it all wrong. It's not that I'm Horny Ned Flanders. It's that I'm Ned Flanders if he liked a good double entendre. It's, uh, mm. it's maybe perverted Ned Flanders. Maybe I think both like things that, can be true. Listen, I have made no statement about my relative desire for sexual intercourse. So I don't know that there is any way to <laughs> define my horny level. Uh, so, yes. But I do definitely love a good double entendre and, uh, and that kind of thing. So, yeah.
0: Fine. I guess we'll just call you by your legal name. I'm joined by Cinemasin <laughs> staff member Aaron Dicer. Hey, that's me. Idlely host Cinoritos. You're uh, you're preparing for a
1: big trip, right? Heading out to Fantastic Fest. Wild story. I won a contest, and that's great. Winning winning stuff is fun. But it came. It was just like out of the blue. I went to see a movie at the Alamo Draft House. Uh, we have one of those here where I live, and Jealous? they. They were doing, you sh- You really should be. Like, it's yeah. It's a pretty, like, I just went and saw Dial M for Murder in 3D last night. And it's just, like, to see, because Hitchcock made that movie in 3D. Mm-hmm. That was his only 3D movie, and I'd never seen it on the big screen, let alone in 3D. But that's that's the Alamo, man. Like, they play all the new stuff, and then they also have all these older movies that you can get a chance to see on the big screen, and they've got good food and so yeah, you should definitely be jealous. Um, but anyways, I was there and they were doing this contest for Fantastic Fest, which I'd heard of as the the movie festival, the film festival, with kind of a lean in on kind of the weird, you know, because it's the kind of that Austin vibe, that Alamo Drafthouse vibe. I was like, I'll enter that. It's really easy. You just text your, you know, email to this or go to this website and put your email in. So I did that, and uh, yeah, I got a call like a week and a half ago from somebody being like hey, you're the grand prize winner, like the single grand prize winner of this contest where almost 10,000 people entered. This, so that meant I have tickets to a badge for the entire eight-day festival. They, they're they covering flight and lodging and food and Ubering and...
0: Like, it's it's really like the whole deal. Like, yeah. I mean, if it's not... Like, flights and lodging is certainly generous but it's also like oh, and we'll pay for an uber and we'll pay mm-hmm. for yeah yeah and it's food. not like
1: i it's not like i can eat as much food as i but like here's a certain sure. amount you know in here's, food a, here's a voucher
0: gift certificate right
1: for alamo know. right like it takes right. place at the alamo so you know it's easy enough for them to do i guess but so yeah so i'm heading down that way and uh taking ian who you heard last week on bts and you know from uh this uh this staff Uh, since he's in town, I was like, um, you want to go to a film festival? And he was like, um, yes. And so, yeah, so it's, we're heading that way. Already have our tickets for tomorrow's, uh, shows. Um, Well, but by the time
0: this comes out, you'll have already been halfway through it. So... Well, yeah. By the time this comes out,
1: we'll be fin- actually finishing up. Uh, this will drop the day Fantastic Fest ends. Uh, we'll mm. be we'll probably be watching Triangle of Sadness as you're listening to this. Um, that is the final movie uh, at Fantastic Fest. So, so yeah. what are
0: what are some of the ones that you're most excited for?
1: Man, I'm boring. Kind of the memoir mainstream stuff, like the menu um, Triangle of Sadness, which I mentioned. Smile, which comes out next week, but has having its world premiere at Fantastic Fest. Um,
0: you're excited for that one.
1: Only because it's just, like, it's it's something I'm going to have to watch anyway, and it's the world premiere, and, you know, a lot of the the niche genre stuff isn't going to necessarily appeal to me. It's weird, because your whole mindset on attending movies changes when you have a badge that you can just get any ticket to any of the movies that are showing. Yeah. There's five flights a day, so, you know, five rounds over eight days, like, that's, uh, that's somewhere around 40 movies, so uh, it'll be... It'll be really interesting. So, yeah, but the menu, smile, triangle of sadness. The other, the other part of it that's weird is I don't do a lot of, like, study beforehand on movies. I just go see them. It's mm-hmm. my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't know a lot of the names of these movies until, like, other people helped me understand what might be fun. Uh, I was like, oh, all right, that sounds good. Because I don't watch trailers or anything either. Right. Uh, there are also two secret screenings, so like literally sit in the seat, won't know what's playing until it starts, uh, kind of thing. And I'm hoping those are Glass Onion and Fablements, <laughs> but they will not be.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you. I'm sure you'll be happy with, Ever, mm-hmm. with yeah. whatever.
1: Avatar Two, the way of the water. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be. Uh, that'll be there.
0: I I know that Alamo is a good quality theater, but don't you like really want to see that in like IMAX, 60 frames a second? You
1: like, have like... no idea. I have been studying where I should go see avatar and it turns out what Cameron is doing is something called he's working with a company called True Motion. I'm sorry, like this is this is all fresh in my brain. <laughs> we'll we'll get to this inside scoop. I promise. But yeah, so he's doing this thing with True Motion where the high frame rate can be dialed up and down and scene specific. So basically it allows the filmmaker to communicate to the audience exactly what they want to communicate to the audience so sometimes you'll get people talking about the soap opera effect those kind of things it's usually in more of the conversational scenes the down scenes not really the action scenes because when you see action at high frame rate it's mind-blowing like it it blows your mind so basically it allows the, the the majority of the let's just call them slower scenes to be at 24 frames a second or whatever and then dial it up to you know 60 frames a second or 120 or whatever. I couldn't find necessarily what it'll be dialed up to uh, during like the, the beautiful stuff. Um, so turns out that's probably going to happen no matter where you see it in 3D. Like most uh, places can do higher frame rates now. That it, that's just you know part of the projectors. Unless I'm misunderstanding, you can go see it in real D 3D and you should get the the full effect.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, this is not a movie podcast. This is a podcast <laughs> about a YouTube channel about, about so, that about movies. Sorry, sorry. No, fine. I look, I'm fascinated, but I think it's time for us to dive into this inside scoop. What's he building in
2: there? I've got a I've got a Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story.
0: Morty's mind blowers. This is a Jonathan and Danae script. Also, the only script this week that I didn't write on. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, that's which uh, will be fun. This is uh, this this was good. I thought I was getting you for three scripts this week, and then you were like, "Hey, you get me for four. So it looks like I that's made right. the right. That's right.
1: I'm on four. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think uh, I think you should kick it off then, since this is the only one that you get to have an unbiased opinion <laughs> on. What are some of the things about the video that you liked? Uh...
1: Oh, it's hilarious. Look, doing Rick and Morty is so fun. Um, Jonathan and Danae always write great stuff. I, one of my favorite things about the Rick and Morty scripts is we will always, at every opportunity, send something uh, on the table if they're eating a meal. Like It is just like, for whatever reason, it's just become something we do. So in this case, it was the two glasses of whatever this is mm-hmm. um, at the Mexican restaurant. Uh, and then thinking it might be orange juice and the idea of eating orange juice with Mexican food uh, set the narrator off a little bit. That cracked me up. I love that. Also stuff. set me so, off a little yeah, bit. That's that sounds
0: important. disgusting.
1: <laughs> orange juice is one of those tastes where it really is that kind of thing you can put with some other things and you just go, no, like, uh, you know, you're hurting me. Yeah. Um, orange orange juice and toothpaste, mm-hmm. you know, or or whatever the case may be. I don't know what it is about orange juice, if it's this the citrus aspect to it or what, but. I don't know yeah pretty nasty
0: well and there's also another one which uh definitely had a lot of comments on because somebody seems to be hurt by brown gravy and the YouTube comments (laughs) were just full of it so the one I specifically wrote down was how the hell do you eat your mash mashed potatoes is and gravy is a god tier combination I wasn't even aware that this was a controversial opinion so my question is who has the beef with brown gravy (laughs)
1: I like that pun. Very nice pun. The beef. I get it. That is Jonathan, uh, who wrote that he doesn't like brown gravy. And he said, the story behind this is... There is no story. I just don't <laughs> like the way it tastes.
0: <laughs> I was like 98% sure interest. that was going to be the answer, but it's still satisfying to hear.
1: But here's the thing. I will tell you this. Uh, the voice of the narrator, the person behind the voice of the narrator agrees. Uh, brown gravy is disgusting. I don't I don't understand it. The best way to have your mashed potatoes is plain, by the way. You if don't it's got get a, to have it's...
0: food opinions. You're a super taster. <laughs> That's not fair to the rest okay.
1: of us. <laughs> okay, fine. That's but fair. I do agree. I do like uh, mashed John...
0: potatoes best plain. I mean lots of butter but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, as long as you got the right butter in there and maybe even left some of the skins in mm-hmm. like I, you know I I really dig that. But I'm not a fan of brown gravy. I'm not even really a fan of sausage gravy uh, although Jonathan is. That's his that's his gravy. Is the white gravy the sausage gravy. So. Yeah. So yeah, gravies I don't know. I don't I don't get many condiments so is gravy a condiment or is it a food? What is what is gravy? Gravy is a condiment it, or is it a sauce?
0: It's both.
1: Is it a stew? I mean, isn't a
0: condiment a sauce? Like ketchup is a sauce and a condiment. Yes. I would say say gravy would be the same because like gravy is not the main portion of the meal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We don't know anybody that spoons gravy, right? Like (sighs) that's not something that people Um, do. (laughs) It's like a stick of butter in one hand, a spoon for the gravy in the other.
0: yeah uh, well that was the most controversial thing and then the other controversial thing about this was uh, the sin was Edward without scissor hands referring to the creature in the beginning and apparently lots of people were like that's supposed to be Sandman and who cares over uh, Edward, okay, that's Edward fine. without scissor hands no
1: no no that's fine listen no I I'll be I'll be honest I don't get too worked up about people quote-unquote correcting us first of all if you love a channel that nitpicks things um, kind of <laughs> <laughs> understand that you like to nitpick things like that's okay. I totally get it. What I do wish is what I do hope is that it doesn't distract them from having fun. Like if somebody gets like distracted by that and it keeps and, you know, keeps them from having fun with the video, that's it. That's a bummer. Yeah. But also that's not a mis- we didn't make a mistake. There, we're just making a joke, right. like you know, we weren't trying to say it was Edward Scissor Hands without, scissors. we were just saying it looks like Edward Scissor Hands without scissors for and hands and it does um, so, so great, yeah. and it
0: does so. But, related, yeah. I had a comment that somebody left on Discord in the uh, the Sins videos channel, Ziggy McLeod. Yeah, I'm gonna assume. Sorry, Ziggy, if I'm saying that wrong. <laughs> The guy that Rick and Morty were running away from was not Scissorless Edward Scissorhands, but Dream of the Endless, in other words, running away from Neil Gaiman. So, yes, I like that. As one does. Yeah, as one does. As one does, for sure. That was the two biggest things that I was uh, thinking about this week in terms of like the the, the fan culture seeming to, to have a lot of fun with. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, I just, I just like the wording of this other sin too. The, the visuals are saying wind, the audio is saying wind, but the lack of wind in anyone's hair, other than Morty, is saying continuity issue.
1: It's written so well. I love that one too. Uh, I remember I reviewed this one. Uh, and I remember noting that one with just like a ha 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 or whatever. It's just it's really nice when you can kind of hear something in a new way and when one of the writers is just like says something and it kind of catches you off guard at the end. Um, so, yeah, that was that was worded really nice. I like
0: that. So I guess as the reviewer, you technically were on this script. So you're on all five scripts of the week then. <laughs> sure. Let's go for it. <laughs> can you talk a little bit like like I know you've mentioned it in the past uh, on the on- bts season two and one but like it's not necessarily been specific what is your job as the reviewer is your job combing through things and finding the best sins is it uh making notes or reworking things is it is it, i mean i know you mentioned sometimes the reviewer adds sins uh what's like the main goal very of that rarely position? uh very
1: rarely that is not the goal of the, the goal of the reviewer i mean if something hits the reviewer and they think it's funny or whatever by all means let's make our our scripts as funny as possible yeah um, but the main goal of the reviewer is just to be a third set of eyes and just to kind of go through it and pick up on things that maybe because when you're writing on something closely, you get a really close-up view. It becomes a little insular sometimes, and sometimes you need to, to have somebody who's just coming to it fresh, reading it for the rhythm. Um, you know, that's one of the things with editing and cutting sins and – those kind of things is if you've been in it for a while, you, it's almost sometimes hard to feel the rhythm of it because you know everything in it already. But if you come to it with fresh eyes, you can feel, oh, this feels a little weird here. This sounds a little weird here. Um, I caught this grammatical error that we missed, you know, whatever. Just another set of eyes to get as close as possible to, to having a um, – Something that, that works and is as error-free as possible uh, on the, the channel, which if you follow us, you know we miss stuff. It does happen. Sure. But, um, but yeah, we give it a good shot.
0: Uh, that's really all I had about the video uh, this week. Do you have any other additional fun stories or stuff that you really appreciated? I'm just I'm loving
1: going through as much Rick and Morty as possible. We're gonna run out eventually. We're almost there.
0: Well, what didn't Rick and Morty get like a nine season extension after season three or whatever? Yes, so no. Like- <laughs> uh, somebody
1: from Rick and Morty just said they're gonna be around forever. So yeah. I was like, that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds great. Keep doing that.
0: Very nice. So that leads us to Tuesday's video. This is the Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, my first yeah. question is: This is a Chris uh, and Aaron script. My first question is Is there a particular reason this video came out at this point?
1: I think the new season of Bob's Burgers is dropping uh, this week. So,
0: what I had figured if it had not already been going, I think typically like September yeah. is that start date. Um, yeah.
1: So, kind of in conjunction with that.
0: Yeah. Are you a fan of the show or not? No, I've,
1: I've sinned the first episode. TV Sins has done the first episode of Bob's Burgers, but that's it. That's my entirety of the Bob's Burgers experience until this movie. Chris, I think, is a fan of the show. And a lot of times that'll be um, an equation that we're looking for mm-hmm. f- with the two writers is one who's really familiar with the material and one who's coming to it fairly clean um, because you get two different perspectives that way and can hit some different stuff.
0: Well, there definitely seemed to be that shining through in the script because Chris would be like, Oh, the band that was in that one episode of season five mm-hmm. that nobody right. ever remembered. Yep. yep. And I remembered because season five is where I stopped watching the show because that was when it moved <laughs> from Netflix to Hulu. And then now it's just like 10 seasons, nice. 24 episodes. It's way too much for me to catch up on. But I do like the show. Yeah. So the movie then, did you like it? Like as apart from, you know, not really being with the TV show, like what are your thoughts on the movie?
1: I think there's some smart writers. I think some of the stuff is funny. I think this specifically the puns are, are great. Great world wordplay. I think this movie's kind of a mess though. I I, I didn't really enjoy the movie very much. Mainly because I think it wants to be a musical, but it's not. It's not a. it's just not a musical. A lot of people think the only thing you need to, to be a musical is to add music, but most movies have music. They don't always have the character singing that music in side but um but this this was just it was weird because there was like three songs in the entire thing and they all come out of nowhere and none of them are really good uh and that just i don't know that just annoyed me so yeah that was that was probably one of the things and also it it does the thing that a lot of short properties do when they try to go long which it has basically five different plots um and you just kind of have to jump around so, it, it was yeah. really
0: fun following that narrative, though, in the sins video of you're just like, oh, they did this thing again. Like one of the last things I noted how was how you mm-hmm. you compare the video to or the movie to Game of Thrones. And you're like, it's going to have all these different side plots and whatever. And then it's going to come to some big, unmiraculous mm-hmm. conclusion or whatever. Oh, so I guess it kind of is like Game of Thrones.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Or was that? Madagascar. (laughs) I think that might have (laughs) been Madagascar, but I was just gonna—I
1: was just gonna go with you. It's Uh, Madagascar,
0: but this—it works for this example too, right? Like,
1: (laughs) it works better for Madagascar. Absolutely works better for Madagascar. But um,
0: not sticking to the script. (laughs) (laughs) I I had a lot of fun with this script. Uh, By the way, I haven't seen the movie yet. Um, I haven't seen any of the content for this week except for Morty's Mind Blowers. So that's no. I mean, I've seen the sins videos, so. which is some would say you have seen the movies then those people would be wrong though (laughs) uh i really liked the alan making turning over in his grave uh because i know he's not dead but yes he went out dug a hole bought a coffin (laughs) laid in there just so he can how much it offended him he he said when he heard
1: this music he was like you know what i need to turn over in my grave i i need to have a grave and i need to turn over in it because this is that terrible yes
0: uh, Melted Coochie would be an excellent at cinema sins, uh, great, mm-hmm. perfect. Oh, and then uh, I just I really like seeing the evolution of the college girlfriend joke, and I know you guys have talked about this in in the past. How like mm-hmm. just simply saying whatever whatever college girlfriend isn't isn't funny ten years later, and in certain contexts isn't necessarily like the best joke to make. But it's it's fun to see the evolution of that sin over over the years.
1: Yeah, it's uh it, we we really bring the editors, the hypothetical editors, into play a lot with that kind of stuff. Where it's like, okay, you know, they get to be the ones that are cutting us off, you know, saying, okay, you know, that's enough, kind of thing or whatever. But yeah, that one was fun.
0: Yeah, and then uh just seeing this encounter because uh, it was one of those things where they were at the construction site. And all of a sudden I noticed that it reads and three eighths. And I'm like, when did it change? And so I had to back <laughs> up. I was like, there's a fractions thing like three sins earlier. Yeah. It, which then I also noticed, uh, I, I must not be a super fan because I realized that there's no there's no timer on the TV sins ones. Because I was like halfway through no. the Rick and Morty one or the, uh, the, the Wednesday's video. I was like, where's the timer at? And mm-hmm. I was having all these realizations no. about the things in the corners.
1: And, and when you think about it, it makes sense because the timer began when the goal was different. Yeah. The timer was there from the beginning of Cinemasins where the thought was, we're gonna have we're gonna try to do this in three minutes or less. We're you know, like part of the whole point was to do it quickly. And I think what they realized pretty quickly, this was before I was on the team, was that the format didn't need to be, you know, three minutes or less or whatever. And so now when it says in twenty-two minutes or less or whatever, it's kind of a joke, right? Like it's kind of like you know, why would you even make that statement? Like In, in a
0: fifth of the movie's runtime or less.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So when we did new channels, I think the thinking was, well, that joke doesn't play as well because, you know, we know what the videos are now. And so it's not like we're trying to be in such and such minutes or less or yeah. those kind of things. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, of course, bringing up a cop rock reference. That was really fun for me because cop rock was something I wasn't aware of until earlier this year, maybe last year when John Oliver brought it up on his Mm -hmm. show. And then everybody was aware of cop rock on the (laughs) internet for about 30 seconds. I lived it, Sonny. I was there when cop rock was born. So, uh, so John Oliver brought it up on his show. (laughs) I really enjoyed like the way he brought it up. And I was like, I got to see the rest of the show because they play the baby merchant song. Okay. It's not even like for a fun. Oh, I think it was something about human trafficking or selling kids or whatever. But I, I'm just like I gotta see the rest of of what this is because this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's not meant to be, mm-hmm. but this is, and so I go to find it, and there's only one place that has the DVD, and it's like a shout factory, like DVD the complete series, and I watch this episode like three or four days after it airs, and they are like backstocked, or so I like I put it in an order, and I get an email like three days later, and they're like hey so we didn't know john oliver was going to do this we don't have anywhere near this much <laughs> nice. at hand so your order is going to be like four months late and i'm like whatever i'll right. wait that's fine i'm not going to get around that's to it amazing. anytime soon anyway so i have that's uh, amazing of the dvd sitting on my shelf that's never been opened so mm-hmm. um, and
1: now now that we've mentioned it yeah now i got like to. now they're never going to keep them in stock yeah
0: yeah and the other one i have uh mentioned was british brothels after fanny 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 <laughs> That's great.
1: What well, it's just such a weird thing how a word can be so dirty in another co- not even another language same language just <laughs> different country and it's so dirty and yet here we're like we all wear fanny packs and over there they're just like you wear what now so yeah yeah and we also like to keep everybody guessing about which uh, which scripts Ian writes on so we all try to throw <laughs> British. It's in there every once in a while. Uh,
0: the only question I had for this video was the wall- lost wallet story. Factor cap.
1: cap? Uh, that is no cap. Um, that is uh, Chris' story. Uh, he says, I had a hole in my back pocket and I lost it in one of the university parking lots. And then when I reached for it later, I noticed it was gone. Then this guy apparently found it there, went to a coffee shop where a girl I knew in high school, who I went to prom with, never dated, asked if she knew the person in the driver's license and she ended up calling me about it. Her direct words were "you dumbass." Uh, So that is the (laughs) that is this that is the story from Chris about the lost wallet.
0: So this is why this podcast is great because I was expecting a yeah that's a true story or no not that it matters it's still a funny sin but that story is better than this. (laughs) You dumbass, great.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Uh, that's all i had about the video did you have other things
1: i one thing i did want to mention was we sin disney uh over the 20th century Mm -hmm. studios logo which is one of my new favorite things and now we're starting to do it by sending uh discovery when it's like the warner Mm -hmm. logo i don't know i just i love that because it's both a sin just for media conglomerations but also a sin for how it just keeps changing hands and people keep buying each other um so yeah i did want to mention that but
0: I appreciated that too. I figured you would bring it up. Yeah. So that brings us to Wednesday's video, The Rings of Power, one by one. So I haven't seen this show yet because I wanted to watch the original trilogy before watching this. And I know it doesn't matter, but to me it does because it's been since high school since I've seen the original mm-hmm. trilogy, but having never seen the extended cuts. I was going to ask you if you cuts,
1: hadn't
0: seen it at all. Uh, you... one, one time each in high school, but theatrical okay. cuts. So I'm watching the extended cuts now. But the problem with that is they're like five hours a piece. And then Return of the King is <laughs> like half a week Three and a half, half, half to week four,
1: long. but yes. But Return yeah. of the
0: King is five and a half. I just, I don't have that much time <laughs> to sit down in one sitting. And I'm watching them with my wife as well. So we have to mm-hmm. find time that we're both free. So we just have Return of the King left. And I think we're going to get around to that this weekend. Nice. Which then will let me get to Rings of Power. And then maybe if I'm feeling frisky, I'll watch the Hobbit trilogy. But uh, I haven't seen this yet, but uh, you and Danae wrote on the script, which Mm -hmm. seems like a fitting combo. What are your thoughts on the show so far?
1: I'm loving it. Uh, It's my favorite thing on TV right now. I've said this before, but it's so true for me. I watched the first episode of Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, T-L-O-T-R-T-R-O-P, long live. Um, And (laughs) it was as if somebody was speaking out of the darkness to me saying... Your fantasy and entertainment can make you feel good. <laughs> it's like, cause, cause after watching Game of Thrones so much, it's just like everybody's terrible. Everybody's doing terrible things. Everybody's killing everybody. And it's like Lord of the Rings is like, what about hope and friendship and love? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, bring it on to my my uh my optimistic, naive soul. I'm loving that. Plus, it is the most beautiful television show in the history of television. Just period. Like, it is absolutely astonishingly gorgeous. So it's really beautiful to watch. It feels really beautiful to experience. They're really handling the characters well and the story well. I'm already in love with all of these characters. Deer is one of my favorite new characters in a story of any story ever. I love him so much. And it's not just because our names are only three letters apart. (laughs) <laughs> uh that's very small part of it but uh but yes i am having a blast with uh with rings of power
0: i think one of the other reasons like why i i'm really excited to get into the show is because i've heard nothing but praise for the visuals and i currently only have 40 megabytes a second at my house and that's just not great for streaming yeah but next month i'm getting 200 megabytes a second Yay! so that will certainly improve streaming quality uh cuz even during this video podcast, uh, you sometimes look 240p. I know it's on <laughs> my end; it's fine. <laughs> it's the audio that matters. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's. Uh, I- I'm really excited to get into it. I just haven't yet. But onto the video, uh, it- I'm really intrigued by this movie uh, or by this show. It, it just seems like a world, kind of like you're saying about hope and and uh, joy that like I really want to get into. I'm not the biggest Lord of the Rings fan, but like I- I'm always a fan of something with big spectacle. I'm always like willing mm-hmm. to give it a shot. I didn't really like the first Avatar, that movie, but I'm really excited for The Way of Water just because I also didn't see the first movie in a theater. So I'm excited to go see mm-hmm. it in a theater again. But it's one of those that just looks really, really entertaining and um, entertaining as well. It was The Sins video. Uh, the the beginning sin that was kind of a run of like, they're out in the middle of nowhere and Mm -hmm. nobody can hear them. And yet he still chooses to whisper in her ear. That's the weirdest thing ever. So next time you're (laughs) alone with somebody whisper in their ear, one sentence and see how they were. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Just you and them, just while you're in a conversation, just lean in and just whisper to them. See how that feels, right? Like, see how that, see how that goes for you
0: as an extrovert. I'm sure still not well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then the, uh, can we talk about the elves ability to get icky war gun, out of beautiful white fabric? (laughs) And then who was the idiot that was like I'm putting my dead friend's helmet at the top of the pile. No, watch as I send now watch as I send the memories of your recently murdered loved ones to do it. That is just one of those things. It's one
1: of the beautiful things about what we do is you look at a picture, at a visual and you actually think about what had to happen for that to be accurate because the truth is what had to happen was somebody had to have it in their brain, somebody visualized uh, it with a storyboard, and then a group of set designers made it happen. But in the real world, how would all those helmets be stacked like that? They don't have a machine that drops them like that. They're, you know... They're literally either tossing them up there or climbing up to put them up there or, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, just thinking about that stuff is one of my favorite parts.
0: There is another way that this could have happened. And the answer is the aliens that built the pyramids came back. Correct. Correct. And made a pyramid yes. out of skulls. Yeah. 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 It's either a butt crack or an apple.
1: Just yes. And, and both me. have asshole connotations. So yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it kind of looks like both. Am I wrong? Am You're I wrong? Not. It kind of looks like both and uh naturally alliteration uh, is gonna is gonna be something Mm -hmm. that tickles i think most people um even if even if it's like in a groaning kind of way like uh but the well aren't you full of your elf the uh a little elf confidence is okay sure but this elf aggrandizing elf righteous demand feels a bit elf indulgent some show some elf control and have enough elf respect Did not try to cover all your low elf esteem with this elf absorbed ultimatum. I honestly thought this was elf explanatory. Mm -hmm. I can't even say it. And I'm like looking at it. It's also (laughs) props to the narrator thank uh, you i'll
1: pass that along
0: I, sh- I should have just told you to say it because <laughs> you've already
1: done i did it i already did say it and as far as you know i said it perfectly on the first try
0: yeah i'm sure there's never any editing involved. <laughs> no in the no they never
1: have it. to edit my stuff no, no.
0: I-, I think actually it shows up in the subtitles and it's just one take of you reading it in real time right uh, yeah with with I a understand. triangle for the ding sound and, right uh, yeah
1: you know how it goes yeah. it's all done yeah. live Every time somebody clicks play, we have to jump to <laughs> jump in to do it.
0: For for this alliteration one, uh, was this a like one of you started it and then like, hey, can you help me on this? Because I think I got a real thing going. How long can we stretch this out?
1: No, no, that was just me going, boy, self <laughs> and elf are the same word. Let's do something. Uh, and so then I just thought of all the the different phrases we have with self in them um and there are a lot and i didn't even use half of them yeah and then just i knew i wanted to end with the self self-explanatory um i thought that was perfect so uh, elf explanatory yeah um so then i just i just went from there
0: it's just one of those alliterations that just keeps on going and going and going, mm-hmm. and going. yeah uh, and then the one, uh, one i had written down was i wonder if there's trouble down south and of course, I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say it out loud. And then the narrator says it. <laughs> STDs.
1: That's why the narrator exists, to say the things you don't want to say out loud.
0: Uh, the only question I had was, uh, was there any fun keeping tabs on the rabbit's Google search?
1: Yeah, that was a Denae sin, and uh, I'm always interested in how she stumbles on things. So I asked her, she says, well, let's just say I had a great long look at the rabbit and thought that actor is probably at least as tall as me, I think, which means that rabbit is all of my torso. That means this is a CGI rabbit, because there can't be a rabbit that large. Bunnies are small and have tiny pellet poops. They are not able to eat my nose in one bite. And then I thought, <laughs> and then I thought, Google it, but I was scared. After a coffee and a tiny nap in that order, I looked up big effing bunny, and some things I decided not to click on. But one result was the Flemish rabbit, which is far too effing big. The end.
0: Oh, I love Danae. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should get her Amazing. on the show. You should have I, her on the show sometime, Aaron. I,
0: I would love to. I just uh, want to wait till it's the most convenient. This week wouldn't tell. have been a bad week if she's on two scripts, but any other thoughts on this video? Any other things you wanted to point out or talk about?
1: One of my favorite things to do in a script is to drop some like deep philosophical, oh, I have to pause the movie to think about this for a while, Sin. That's one of my favorite things. And the idea of there being uh, no evil in the beginning and how that would also mean there is no good because Mm -hmm. moral judgments can only exist on a spectrum. And just leaving that with people. uh, And then the fact, you know, to say, stick that in your church warden pipe and smoke it, uh, the church (laughs) warden pipe. Of course, is Gandalf's uh, style pipe though with the big long neck. But uh, but yeah, I, I I always enjoy doing that kind of thing. It's one of my favorites.
0: This was also bookend uh, with the end. The last set also had that going because it was the where the person re- I don't know what's going on there. They go through Valhalla, and then there's like a person in a lava pit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I don't know. That's the way I thought I saw it. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of ends where it's like, I got to consult the sin manual. How do I respond here? Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It you're demands right.
0: twenty minutes of rest and twenty sins. So. Yeah.
1: yeah, that was that's always one of those fun conversations too, because I think when Dene wrote that, she initially wrote like a thousand sins or something or a hundred sins, and we it's so funny because we this is what we say all the time: the sins don't matter mm-hmm. until they do. And it's just, it's the weirdest thing where sometimes you're like, this show is too good. We can't put a thousand sins. That doesn't make any sense. You know, like, and it's like, but the sins don't matter. Yeah, you're right. They don't, but they kind (laughs) of do sometimes. So we have to have those internal conversations where it's like, you know. No, it doesn't mean anything, but we want, we don't want the, the, the viewer to be distracted by going, wait a second, a thousand sins, you know? So, yeah. Well,
0: and it's one of those that like the sins don't matter. You know, every move, every movie has sins, you know, at the channel's motto. They're literally know, half of them aren't something.
1: sins of the, the thing. So like, <laughs> it's, we get it. It doesn't matter.
0: They, they don't matter. But then also like, they kind of do matter because if one is worth a thousand, then it kind of like degrades all the others. So, but 20 is a good compromise. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> so. the, the more so. sins they are, the less they all mean, you know. That's right.
3: Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then
2: by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
0: Well, that'll take us to Thursday's video, Madagascar Escape to Africa. Mm-hmm. Two Cinemasins videos this week that are written by you and Chris. Yeah, uh, this is where we have our Game of Thrones reference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't. What are you talking about?
0: I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts on Madagascar's Escape to Africa?
1: Oh, it's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. It's so terrible. It is really hard not to get caught up in sequelitis when you do a sequel for a movie that you know is just going to put butts in seats because families are going to go see it because they liked the first one. The first Madagascar is fine. It's actually kind of good. It's, It's fun. It's like, I like the characters. And then you just get to the sequel. It's like oh, this character has to do the exact same thing they did in the previous one, and this one has to do the same thing, and oh, better let these characters be in it because we met them in the first one and we don't want to lose them, and we need to make toys of them, so maybe better get them in the second movie. It's not starting with a story, right? It's mm-hmm. starting with a marketing need, and that's that's difficult to do. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I did not like this movie.
0: I saw the first movie. I was 10 when the first movie came out, I shut it off halfway through. Like I don't even think I was ever actively watching it. It's not. It's not great. It's not engaging. I never saw the rest of them because why would I watch a sequel to a movie I turned off halfway through? But <laughs> it's a fair, ten, fair question. But I was ten years old. Like that ten year old should be perfect for that. But alas, here we are. Is there a particular reason why this video would choose to come out now?
1: Uh, no, actually, no. It's just it was one we wanted to do, I think, and and there sure. was a slot on the schedule for it
0: there doesn't always have to be a reason but i think it's no. always fun when you're just like oh here's this mm-hmm. and uh and it did have the old intro banner so i assume this one's been in the can for a hot second it has
1: yeah when when you sent um or when i looked up you know what we were talking about this week it's like madagascar too man i wrote that months ago but yeah it just happens that way sometimes you know sure. we, we hold them you know and put them out when they're ready
0: the observation uh pretty close to the beginning of the video is ha 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 animal asses isn't that really funny ha 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 Mm. ha, ha." how do they think of that stuff (laughs) and then of course i've got to love the uh chris rock tells a a joke to jada peekett smith that she laughs at
1: Mm -hmm. yeah listen we have to any chance we get it just like in the wild wild west video the saying about the song at the end that it still slaps you know like that's you know you just you have to make those jokes at this point
0: uh now are the butts next to the croutons at the salad bar depends on how you toss the salad a plus
1: perverted dead flanders thanks you for your compliment
0: <laughs> franchise continues to insinuate that a giraffe would want to fuck a hippo without drawing us a diagram and um i think i have an idea for the next drawing for jamie to do for twitter
1: She <laughs> just came out of nowhere yeah <laughs> i don't know which is which is also what the giraffe said by the way uh, <laughs> sorry no i'm not sorry not
0: sorry look at us Two former youth pastors talking about having a good time. Uh, I think my favorite sin from the whole video was, uh, this is a human's tooth, not a lion's tooth. And the reason why Alex is sucking on a human tooth is guaranteed to be better than this movie could ever be. (laughs) It's so true. Why does he have a human tooth in his mouth? I don't understand. (laughs) Why is he sucking on a human tooth? Uh, somebody help me. (laughs) Everyone is way too late to be asking these questions to be excellent at cinema sins. Man, I, I, having not seen this movie, again, this would be one of those that infuriates me because the sin is right. Like this, this movie would not exist if people would just talk for five minutes. How does Alex not ask, what does this pride ceremony look like? It
1: is so like that right like movies just they do that thing where it's just like we need our characters to be dumb here so they're going to be dumb here
0: one of them i didn't write down but i did really like was the throwing a pride pr- parade without or throwing pride ceremony without butgeribo flags yeah and then comparing madagascar 2 to like the the game of thrones run tons of different stories that are all ultimately necessary because the ending fumbles it and then the is like oh no right. that actually is how game of thrones turned out to be right this that was a that was a fun realization because it's also one of those that like as as watching the video I'm like no 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 this is this is how game of thrones turn oh, okay the narrator is going to connect that too cool and my favorite sin from this video was and where will you get the casserole dish from nana <laughs> I thought your favorite sin was the human tooth now you have two of them that's great oh shoot no i take like the human tooth one but i love i love the sass from the narrator uh-huh. in that like she's like i'm going to make you into a casserole and like million different sin options there uh-huh. but sure. where where are you going to get a casserole dish from is
1: <laughs> nana
0: that like middle school playground taunting mm-hmm. like yep. attitude is is great fun bts stories fun keeping tabs stories on googling do giraffes have dying holes because that was um that was that was an interesting scene
1: <laughs> it's basically a true story i literally like they said something about the dying holes in, in madagascar 2 or whatever right the giraffes mm-hmm. go to die in their dying holes i literally googled do giraffes have dying holes literally the first response on google is an answer to that question that says there is no evidence to suggest the giraffes dig holes to die this myth seems to have been perpetuated with the film madagascar escape to africa literally the first response is is hey guess you've watched
0: madagascar escape to
1: africa if you're googling this
0: i love the google knows. so then i just embellished it a little bit y- you know that there are trending searches and that again like with shout factory with their cop rock dvds like you must mm-hmm. have watched last week tonight didn't you <laughs> so. yes
1: yeah uh it does that. continue to say there is no way a giraffe would have the strength to dig a hole when it approaches death especially one that was large enough for it to fit into there is some suggestion that in times of drought giraffes dig to help open up water holes but this is the only form of digging that giraffes ever undertake
0: that has to be somebody's job to like put that as Google's automatic response. And just think <laughs> about that. Enough people are googling something from a kids animated movie, a bad kids animated movie. Nice. Well, it just it sounds like something that had to be real. Like, why yeah. do they put it in the movie if it's not a real thing giraffes do? That makes no sense. Yeah, but how much of this movie does make sense?
1: Well, uh, none of it apparently. Not even the 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 dot the, the death the giraffe death holes.
0: Uh, speaking of giraffe holes, um, uh, how was it Googling the size of a giraffe penis? (laughs) I don't know. That wasn't me.
1: That was Chris. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's interesting because those kind of things are just, they're answerable. You know, you can find the average penis size of any animal you want. Uh, Google is a wondrous resource with many options
0: that will get you on a watch list.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean that, that ship has sailed. (laughs) <laughs> that chip has, has circumvented the globe five times. But um,
0: I mean, for the listener that just now realized they can Google the length of any animal penis. Um, <laughs> don't do all of can, them at once. Spread it out.
1: <laughs> you can you can watch an amazing documentary, I think, on uh, HBO Max uh, about the man who has the world's largest penis museum. And he has the, the penis bone from every animal that has a penis. And the documentary is about his dedication to find the last animal's penis bone that he did not have, which was the male human uh, penis, uh, which, by the way, don't know if you know this, uh, male humans don't have a penis bone. Uh, so he was uh, looking for an actual male human penis for his penis museum. And he had the whole documentary is about the three different candidates that were vying to be in this museum. So there's, there's a plethora of, of penis-focused uh, uh, entertainment for you if you know where to look.
0: You started off and I was like, oh, this is going to be some really random, weird thing that I'm not going to be interested in on HBO Max. <laughs> and now I know what I'm doing tonight. That's right. See, <laughs> I should have saved it. Should have saved it for my Beyond the Sins. Well, you still, you can double dip. Uh, what, the, uh, what did I miss? What are some other great things you liked about the video?
1: I always enjoy when there's just a random seeming coincidence in a movie that's from another movie and it's just like there's not really a sin there but you can kind of you can find it because you just want people to know you noticed this thing or whatever but the they make this joke about you know put your uh, vest on and you know kiss your bleep goodbye and they bleep it out with I think something popping
0: or something the, the, the life preserver vest yeah, yeah
1: and my brain immediately was like that's in chicken run except they say <laughs> it correctly which is you know put your head between your legs uh, and kiss your butt goodbye uh, which is actually funny because it makes sense. So to be able to kind of do a one-two punch on on that, I thought was funny. And also any chance to get to mention Chicken Run, uh, I will mention it. So, yeah. Sure.
0: Well, that'll just take us to commercial sins then. Serious XM yelling. I first, I want to know, Ian was talking a little bit and Jonathan both on how the on how you choose commercials sins. it's kind of just whatever you want. You don't really watch commercials. So how do Never. you pick which ones? Uh, to see?
1: I don't. Jonathan picks them for me. Nice. Uh, I, yeah, I don't watch commercials, so literally, I'll go to Jonathan and I'll be like, um, "Send me a commercial to send," and he'll send me <laughs> him money. He's like, "Want to do this one with Kevin Hart yelling about lasagna?" I was like, "Sure, sure, let's go, let's do it."
0: I try to avoid commercials. I'm, they're pretty inevitable to me. I don't. I've never heard of this Cenis, whatever. And you'd think with paying all the money for Brett Favre, and Dave Grohl, and Kevin Hart, you you would think that they would want to market Kalani. this more. Don't forget Kalani. I don't know who that is. <laughs> She's from the former girl group Pop Life. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> I, you would think that I would see this commercial if they were going to invest that much money in it, but I see mm-hmm. all the Patrick Mahomes uh, State Farm ones. So I. Yeah. Since you wrote on this one, kind of a solo project, I think I've talked about them starting off going first. I think you should kick us off. You want me to kick us off? Yeah. Well, I
1: sometimes struggle when i do wordplay with how subtle i want to make it it is because i think there is lots of reward in making it subtle enough that the person who hears it or sees it feels good about discovering it right there's something there's something beautiful about like you know oh i see what you did there and like th- mm-hmm. like you know like having you to use your own intelligence to do it however if you make it too subtle then you get a lot of you know, no pun intended, right? Like they didn't know you made, like they didn't they they didn't think you knew you meant made a pun. So I I think I may have fallen on the too subtle portion of the line with this one, but the uh, also does Brett Favre just live in the bathtub? That can't be good for him. Am I the only one worried about the welfare of Brett Favre? I had to say it, right? Like I mean, he's going through this whole thing where he apparently. Uh, Not only took money from social services welfare to build a a volleyball gymnasium for his daughter's college, I think. Uh, But he's also like there are texts of him going like nobody can find out about this. Right. (laughs) It's like it's like worst case scenario for him right now. And I just thought that was that was a really uh, fun way to do that. But it's so subtle that I just wonder if like 90 percent of the people to go over their head. But um, but yeah.
0: Well, here's the genius about that joke: is it was still funny to me, and I have no idea. Correct. Like that's what you try because, to do. Yeah. Because Brett Favre in a bat bathtub, like certainly that can't be good for him. And also, why do you have a sixty year old? Eh, he's not sixty. Fifty year old man in a bathtub. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a Bears fan, and that's one reason to not want that. But there are more <laughs> reasons to not want that. Sure. Um, you say so you, when you say
1: but, a Bears fan, you mean the team, the Chicago Bears?
0: Look, fan is a strong word, but yes. <laughs> uh, Cause, cause, cause no, I was... there are
1: other bears. There are other bears that you could be a fan of that could be a reference also to uh, to Brett Favre. So I was just <laughs> just just clarifying the, what kind of bears you are a fan of. The
0: football team that has my loyalty is the Chicago Bears, but I was born in '95, which means they've been good approximately one season that I've been alive, which means fan is a strong word. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I had no idea. I mean, I'm enlightened now. I didn't know Brett Favre was you know having all those legal issues
1: he's having a scandal man he's having a scandal right now to
0: be fair though brett Favre would not be something that would come across my twitter tw- twitter trending and if it did i would ignore it ignore it anyway uh, <laughs> so uh i wanted to uh, I, I really liked the this counter doesn't look like somebody just made lasagna it looks like a. So it looks like a counter where someone arranged an assortment of ingredients they thought might be lasagna adjacent because <laughs> there's like a whole basket of full tomatoes and it's like uh-huh. half of them would be used and there's right. like full unpeeled garlic cloves and no mm-hmm. like peelings anywhere and granted like you could put it in the oven and then clean up but no mm-hmm. no yeah uh, i really liked that and then of course hearing uh chris in a i'm gonna call it a demon voice sure saying now laugh
1: now laugh yeah
0: which uh which leads me to a question sure what was the note to get Chris to read in that tone
1: that was 100% narrator prerogative there were no notes to do that uh, that is Chris taking the the words seeing they were capitalized with an exclamation point and just doing put putting his own stank on it uh, so yeah
0: very nice well I have one more thing I want to talk about two more things mm-hmm. actually haha <laughs> uh, well you me too. Pick- then
1: I'll have another <laughs> one too then
0: you could have put- picked anything <laughs> in the world. Why did you pick the Super Nintendo Pog collection that included the Super Slammer board?
1: Uh, This is just one of those cases where I think Pogs are hilarious. Uh, I can't believe that's an actual thing that we collected. Uh, And so I like Pogs. And so I just Googled most valuable Pog collections and the Super Nintendo one. If it includes the Super Slammer board. Uh, goes for several hundred dollars so yeah that was that's all that was was a little bit of a google search
0: well i'm sure that like jogged a bunch of people's nostalgia but i, I was hope just so. like, you're you're not a gamer but like i don't know if like that's still like in your prerogative of of would have played super nintendo, super nintendo?
1: oh i played so much super nintendo i play i played so much nes so much super nintendo so much n64 so much gamecube well, and I played so much Wii as well, um, so yeah, it really wasn't wasn't until after that that i uh, stopped becoming a gamer,
2: so
0: hmm. yeah. I just know you you constantly say you don't identify as a gamer, but I'm like, but you tell stories of like Atari, so yeah
1: well, yes, yes, I do know Atari as well, and in television, in television
0: <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> Uh, Another point of the show is to get a bit to dive a little deeper into who you are. So that means we'll move on to Behind the Sinner. So tell me about
2: yourself. We are all sinners. Every one of us. And what happens to sinners? Get to know each other better, you know? See, Daddy? (gasps) Sinners have soul, too. The information.
0: It's too much. Walk away, Marge. Just walk away. I've asked uh, Jonathan and Ian this. Uh, If you could describe CinemaSins to someone who never heard of this channel, how would you do it in a sentence or two? I think
1: in a sentence or two, I would just have to say if you love movies and love laughing about nitpicking movies, um, you're going to be in for a good time. Like, that's, you know, at its core, that's what it is. It's satirizing, making fun of a nerd culture that has gone too far. And so there's a lot of self-awareness, that kind of stuff. And yeah, if you like it, then uh, then you're going to like us.
0: And uh, I've I like I've been loving hearing uh, what are some of the favorite sins that uh, each author have. So uh, oh. do you have a specific a specific few sins that you like really attach to either as a writer or just a viewer. Well, there's there's two
1: things that always make me smile more than anything else. One is like uh, gifts of the universe sins, where it's just like uh, the angels descend from high, the trumpets you know play, the the spotlight turns on, and it's just like oh, I have delivered unto you the perfect wordplay. Those are always fun. I think of the, one of the first times I remember this happening was on the Willy Wonka video, and this was the Johnny Depp version, and the Oompa Loompas in that movie are much more directly uh, related to the book, how they are in the book, which is uh, basically an African species from there or whatever. And they even do, like, if you remember in that movie, their arms crossed like a chant, like they go, huh, like that or whatever. Like and a Wakanda
0: forever kind of cross.
1: So the universe delivered, of course, Wonkanda forever. And th- that kind of stuff is just like... I can't take credit for that. That's just there. Like, that's, you know, all you got to do is turn over the rock and like it's it's right there. Um, so I love that kind of stuff. And then I, I love wordplay that is, if it's not pun, like alliteration, sound alike kind of stuff. One of the first examples of that was on the um, Breaking Bad uh, video on TV Sins. There was a scene where uh, Walter White and Skyler are in bed together, and Skyler looks under the covers and says, what's going on down there? Is he asleep? Basically making fun of uh, Walter's, let's just say, non-performing member of society. So the the sin was... Mrs. Mox half-masted mister after half-assed, half-fast, half-mastered task, masterfully, fully baiting her mister with this massive master bay shun. And so the idea, like the end with master bay, like, you know, a loved one, yeah. shun... And then in parentheses in the script, because uh, I, I looked this up so that I could present it to you, and I wrote "You're welcome, Jeremy." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after that one, but that but that kind of stuff is so fun. I spend I spend the longest time on those sins, on the ones where I really want it to really feel perfect. You know, to to go from half-assed to half-fast. Uh, just like stuff like that is just like that. That's what I love. That's that makes me feel good about what I do. So, um, so yeah, that's a fun one.
0: Nice for the unique part of this segment. Then I wanted to ask you, you seem to be somebody that loves like tinkering with theoretical ideas and, and Mm -hmm. likes to think about things a lot. And in my experience knowing you, uh, you you seem to have a lot of thoughts on how the world could function better. I mean, and not just necessarily the world, but mm-hmm. technology. You have lots of like, if only somebody would do this. And mm-hmm. I thought it would be fun to, whenever you're on, we'll have you fix a broken thing. It could be a system. It could be a piece of technology, um, something hmm. that you can just be like, hey, I think that this should be this way, and it's a shame that it's not, and here's how you can do that.
1: Yeah, you know, I've kind of gone back and forth on what I want to talk about. And on my way driving home today, before we were recording, we have a road that we turn off of. Uh, it's a right turn onto a road from a fairly busy road onto a less busy road, just a regular right turn, okay? The fairly busy road is most fairly busy road should have has what do you what do you call the edges of the road? The um, shoulder. The shoulders. Yes, it has prominent shoulders, you know, in case you need to pull off or, you know, put your hazards on those kind of things. What I've noticed around here is that people think shoulders are turn lanes and they will get into the shoulder way before. The turn happens, and they are crossing a solid line, not meant to cross because that is not what that lane is for. It's actually dangerous to drive in that lane because it tells mm-hmm. other traffic different things, like about, are you having trouble? What's going on? I was coming up on this turn. I never use the shoulder. I don't even. I don't even go on the shoulder. I just turn right when it's time to turn right, and the person behind me. You would have thought I was the worst driver. They're honking and just like, you know, they want me to get over onto the shoulder. And I just so frustrated. I'm just like, no, that's not that's not how that works. That's not what it's for. And it just brought me back to what I think is the, the problem we need to solve, which is stop letting human beings drive cars. Uh, we, <laughs> it's done. The technology already exists. There are still some things to work out. And if you're like, hey, why would you suggest self-driving cars if it's not perfect? I would say unto you, it is a lot better than the humans that are driving the cars. And Mm -hmm. what I usually tell people, because people's first response is, no, I would much rather be in control of my own fate and safety than a machine. And then I say, okay, that's you. Let's talk about the tens of millions of other drivers. Which would you rather have driving for them? And almost unanimously, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Yes, computers. Let computers drive their cars, <laughs> just not mine. Uh, and so then, you know, I think that opens up a little conversation. The truth of the matter is it will absolutely change our economy. It will It will change things in ways we haven't even thought of yet. A lot of times you take a flight somewhere because it's quicker and you feel like less wasted time. If you have self-driving vehicles, by the way, here's the system. The system, system isn't that you buy a self-driving vehicle. The system is you subscribe to a driving service. And because it doesn't need drivers, it can be less expensive. They can handle all the, you know, uh, mechanical stuff, everything. So let's just say even $150 a month, um, which I think is a little extreme. I think it'll be much less than that. You can have so a car. It's
0: it's like a crash test dummy, like that's a robot that drives for you. It's just a car. The car drives itself. It doesn't uh, well, you said you said you don't have to buy a new car. Okay, I thought you were saying we can adapt every vehicle.
1: So instead of buying a vehicle, you subscribe to a service. Oh,
0: got it. So you're essentially just leasing. You're it's essentially
1: Uber except oh, Uber. for okay. so you it's... don't
0: own a vehicle. Got it. Correct,
1: correct. You just pay 150 bucks a month, and then you just on your app, you tell it you know when you need to leave. And it shows up and instead of flying, you order a car, you drive to California. But when I say drive, I mean, sleep. I mean, watch Mm -hmm. movies. I mean, Mm -hmm. do work. I mean, you know, like you have a living, a moving, living environment that you can do whatever in. Of course, part of the big problem of this system is the transition and the idea of how long before you make it actually literally illegal, To drive on the roads or at least certain roads, I think that'll happen quicker than we think, and I'm all for it. But you know, once that happens, the cars can communicate together. You can they will go faster. There will be no traffic jams. They will handle all that, all that zippering that we're supposed to do as human beings when we go down to a lane. You know how we're supposed to zipper merge? Have you ever heard of zipper merging the rest of the world? This is the best way, to, but no, it will there'll be no more of these people driving alongside as far as they can and then trying to scooch in at the last second. The cars will know what they're doing and just zoom along and it'll be amazing. It's it's going to be absolutely astonishing and um I cannot wait uh for it to happen. I just I just want self-driving cars to be a normal, prominent part of transportation with like a decade of my life left. I just I just yeah. want to be sp- experience it for a few years. You know, like sure. just I just want to see it happen because I, I really genuinely think it's going to absolutely change things in a really big way. So
0: and, yeah. yeah, and it would also make a decision to become, you know, something like a nomad a little easier. You could just like, all right, we're just gonna go hang out in California for a week. Like, okay, right. like let's yeah, uh, yeah. 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 The uh that's a really interesting theory. I like that. I would easily pay hundred fifty dollars a month for that. Absolutely. Right? If we don't have to go? have a car or whatever. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. You're not paying for gas or anything like that? Like maybe
0: $150 and then like a couple, you know, certain amount per mile or whatever. But like I could see that happening at least to kick things off. But
1: Yeah, the economics of it is kind of secondary to the practice of it and just, yeah. you know. And then nobody is using the shoulder for a turn lane. <laughs> this is a really extreme solution for <laughs> you, you getting mad at people on shoulders. <laughs> It's not what it's for. I'm doing it correctly. Person honking at me.
0: I had a, um, the conversation with uh, some friends that I gather with every Monday night, we, uh, we had this, this conversation and, and we came away with two things. We said, one, first of all, we're going to start to see lanes of exclusively self-driving cars, um, like sooner than we think, think, and then he, he said this idea what we need to do is especially for the interstates is as you enter, you essentially have like a toll that scans your car and knows the flow of traffic. It knows the weather conditions. And so it knows mm-hmm. every, every other self-driving car is going 85 miles an hour. So we're going to mm-hmm. get your car up to 85 and merge in and, yeah, exactly. and we're going to like, great. And then you get off the toll road and it abides by, or you get out, you get off at the exit and it like QR code, whatever, like scans your car to where it now abides by different rules. Uh, mm-hmm
1: yeah, no, I I think it's it makes way too much sense not to happen. And I know people are like, people, the thing is, a self-driving car will get in an accident, somebody will die. Yeah. This is going to happen. And when it does, I just hope everybody realizes how many people die in car accidents every year. Sure. And that if self-driving cars, you know, have accidents occasionally and a couple dozen people die a year in self-driving car accidents. You've cut the number of automobile deaths by 90, you know, 9.99%. Right. Like it's it's crazy how much safer we will all be. It will stink for those people who had nothing to do with their own death. I understand that. Mm-hmm. It will stink for them and it will be it will be terrible and horrible for their families, but as a society, the greater good, you know, will be served.
0: But it currently so. stinks for those families that have nothing to do with that death. Yeah. I mean, think it's just people. drunk driving. Just think of, well, think of drunk driving. Think it, it eliminates drunk driving. That was the other conclusion we came to was we were talking. We decided we would all be okay if every vehicle had a breathalyzer installed in it. And you mm-hmm. had to do it no matter what. Not just for people that have every single car has to have a breathalyzer test before it could be started. Cool. We're mm-hmm. all for it. There you go. Aaron just fixed using the shoulder to turn right (laughs) that's right off of off of mildly busy streets Uh yes (laughs) come on we live in a society very nice well i again i would subscribe to that system i i think that uh when this becomes uh now that we've publicized your thoughts uh you do some royalties Mm -hmm. here in like five years yes
1: appreciate that appreciate that
0: well one last thing before we wrap up we just gotta do beyond the sins
2: to infinity. And
0: beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history.
2: To boldly go where no man has gone before. Something
0: that you want to quickly recommend, Warren or reco reco warn? What you got, Aaron?
2: Ooh, um,
1: I'm gonna go with recommend. I saw. See how they run. And... I was gonna do the same thing. No, you weren't. I was. Were you really?
0: I don't see <laughs> the, I amazing. don't. I don't do that much anymore. So. Next. Do
1: you want me to pick another one?
0: No, go for it. We could just both talk about it. We we are okay, both listen. recommending see how they run.
1: Well, and, and primarily because I just nobody's talking about this movie and it's a really good murder mystery and it's really fun. And it's really interesting. There's, there's some really interesting stuff behind it, you know, with the play, the mousetrap and how long it's played in England. And you can do some research on that. It's really interesting stuff. The cast is great. Uh, there are some laugh out, lo- uh, out loud moments in this movie. and It's just fun. It's just fun. So I had a I had a really good time with it. The the only thing uh, that I didn't like about the movie was Sam Rockwell's accent. That was literally the only thing I was like, where is he supposed to be from? And it distracted me. Sure. But other than that, I thought there were some really clever decisions
0: made. hmm. And I... Saoirse Ronan is the
1: best. Saoirse Ronan's is just the best. For sure. She's the
0: best. For sure. I really liked this movie and um, agree with all the things that you've said so far. The thing that I thought of when I left this movie was uh, I had a really, really, really good time. The problem is I think the movie like loses a bit of the ridiculous factor kind of in the middle of the movie. Like it starts off kind of silly and outlandish and it ends silly and outlandish. And in the middle, it just kind of loses. Like it forgets that they were trying to make like a sillier murder mystery. Like a still serious murder mystery, but like one that is, is meant to make you laugh. And uh, that's my only negative. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. And um, I have some fun um ideas on kind of i wish the way i wish the movie would have ended um but i don't hmm. need to talk about them here because i've already talked about no. them in another podcast medium but there you go but two big recommends see how they run it's in theaters exclusively right now so go check it out while it's still there support it if you're the theater going kind well that'll do it for beyond the sins uh thanks again to aaron for hanging out on the show i've you're welcome ian written in the notes but you're not
1: ian. <laughs> you can call me Ian. that's fine I'll answer to whatever.
0: Well, you'll answer to uh, whatever. Uh, where do you want people to call upon you? Uh,
1: whatever.com uh, would be uh, where you should go. No, uh, listen, I do so many things. Your best bet is just to follow me on Twitter. Um, you know, you're probably familiar with the Cinemasins stuff already. Uh, before I was with Cinemasins, um, Sift Pop was the the uh, the name of uh, the podcast and the website. Uh, that's still going on, still do that podcast website, still going strong. Um, in fact, Aaron, not that Aaron, and also not, not that Aaron, uh, both uh, do stuff with sip pop. So, so yeah, you should check that out. Sippop.com. But yeah, t- uh, Twitter is at Aaron Dicer. In fact, you can just search Aaron Dicer. You will find all the, the various things I have been involved in because there is only one of me. Uh, so yeah, Aaron Dicer.
0: Well, uh, you can follow me on Twitter or letterbox at SchweitCastle, and I'd love to hear your feedback on how you think the show is going and what you'd like to see. If you have uh, any sins that you'd like for us to talk about on the show, if you have any questions about the process of the the CinemaSins content making, uh, you can send them uh, to the Twitter, uh, BTS at Cinema, or BTS. Or you can email bts at cinemasins.com. And uh, lastly, don't forget to to like and subscribe wherever you're listening to. If it's on Apple Podcasts, why not go ahead and leave us a rating? That'd be really great. And come back next Thursday for more Behind the Sins content. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. Wankanda forever. What is going on down there? Is he asleep? Mrs. Mock's half-masted mister after half-assed, half-fast, half-mastered task, masterfully fully baiting her mister with this massive masturbation.
1: Well, how will you ever operate without a boom arm for your microphone? Much of life is summed up by consistently getting things to stay close enough to your face. That's cool. When you mute mute your mic, it goes all dark. And then when, when it's live, it goes red.
0: There's a more um, like the same mic, but a little more expensive. And I was like, well, what are the different features? Is it actually a better mic? And it's it's $80 more expensive, but it's just, it has multiple LEDs in it, as opposed to just red. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need it's that. amazing. Oh man, so, modern technology. I would have never thought to ask what's the deal behind the toxic electricity sin. I would have just mm-hmm. been like, oh, somebody's reading Malcolm McDowell, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is this
1: just gonna be a running joke? On every outtakes, there's gonna be a Malcolm McDowell reference. You want like a big news drop announcement in your outtakes? Sure. Like something to tease people and just be like, hey, gigantic news in the outtakes. You'll never believe what's in the outtakes. Does that sound does that sound fun? Does that does that sound good to you? Okay. We'll do that then. Wait. (laughs) We'll we'll do. Go ahead. What's your big news?
0: Uh, what? <laughs> I don't have news. I don't know. Are you taking me to Fantastic Fest? Is that news?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That's not it. Yeah. So, uh, I'm a grandpa. Hey, congrats! Uh, so, <laughs> it's officially public this week. My oldest son and his wife are having a baby girl next year. So, so, so you're a grandpa
0: to be. You're not yet a grandpa. Correct. Got it.
1: Correct. Yes. I'm, listen, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, you know, <laughs> like, hey, why not?
0: Have you already decided what your grandkids are going to call you? Why does everybody ask this? Why is this I, so important? Because grandpa names are cute.
1: I'm going to make them call me dad's dad. Sure. Hey, dad's dad. That's what I'm going to go not? with. Why not? why not? Why not? That sounds very me.
0: Grandpa, grandpa just names are just cute. Like I had uh Peepaw was my grandpa, but I've heard, I've heard Poopaw. Like that one's a fun one.
1: Peepaw um, and paw. Nope, not going with either of those, but <laughs> hey, listen, love what you love to each their own. Recording
3: Welcome to Behind own. the Scenes, oh, your weekly look sorry. at
0: all things CinemaSins. <laughs> I don't know what that transition was. Whatever. Editing's a fun job. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this I'm is busy. where we have our Game of Thrones reference. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: I don't What are you talking about?
0: I don't know. Uh, I think it would be funny to cut that first part, but then That's leave right. the second part in. <laughs> hey, hey past Aaron. What do you have to say about this? Well, there's a bunch of subplots that you don't really know. You never really get invested in, and or you you get they 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 hope you get invested in. And I should have wrote down the way it was actually worded. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Set that mic anywhere. I'm old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your grandpa. Uh, (laughs) Wait, you're supposed to save that for the
1: outtakes. You can't say that right. right now. I haven't, we haven't even teased
0: it. <laughs> we'll move on to behind the center. Smooth transition, A plus, Aaron.
1: <laughs> well done, well done.
0: I, I just, I don't know, I'm stupid American, I guess. Me too. The, the
1: thing, But that at I thought... least I don't drive on the shoulder
2: <laughs> when I'm
1: turning right.
2: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices.